Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about the cost of living crisis. After a decade of low inflation and low interest rates, price hikes following the COVID-19 pandemic and Russia's war in Ukraine have left us all feeling the pinch. Coming up, we talk to Esther Lorente, head of the OCU Consumers Organization in Catalonia, who's got some tips on how we can save a bit of money. And we're back at Sants Market again, finding out how increasing costs are affecting the vendors there. Joining me here today are Christina Tomas-White and Jared Escatch-Falk. Hello to you both. Hello. Hey, Lorcan. So, starting off with the basics, JR, what is inflation? Well, it's the general increase in prices and obviously the fall in the purchasing value of the money. So, like, we can say less bang for your buck. Less bang for your buck. That <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> That's a great good. way of summing it up. <laughs> and what, one of the things that economists generally agree is that low stable inflation, so like around 2%, is good for the economy, but obviously not to the figures that we've seen. Like Okay, yeah, 2%. We'll bear that figure in mind because we're going to hear a lot of percentages in the podcast. Um, starting off, Christina, maybe with the latest inflation figures in Catalonia and Spain. So um, in Spain, actually, it peaked in July at 10.8%, which is the highest since 1985, or at least 1985, since records began for Spain, um, and it's been going down steadily since then. In October, provisional figures show that Spain's inflation is around 7.3%, and for Catalonia, the most recent figures we have are for September, which is 8.5%. So, I mean, it, it's much, much higher than yeah, the 2% we were just talking right, about. Right, and it's been going down since the 10.3% in July, which okay. is the highest in Catalonia. Okay, to give a few specific examples then, according to Spain's Statistics Institute, in Catalonia, furniture, for example, is 9% more expensive uh, this year compared to last year. Uh, domestic appliances, 6%, restaurants, 5%. Yeah, in fact, restaurants, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, here in Barcelona, almost 9 out of 10 bars and restaurants are expecting to raise prices by the end of this year. So like we are going to see like more. Even more. Food and drink, of course, is kind of one of the sectors that has been most affected. The biggest increases are for milk, 26%, cereal, 22%. And those uh, breakfasts are getting expensive. Breakfast is getting yeah. very yeah. expensive, yeah. isn't it? Oil is pricier too, 21%. Yeah, uh, fresh fruit, 12%, bread, 11%. Anyway, everything is getting more expensive. Uh, Just skip breakfast and starve a little bit so well, you that, can save. That's one savings tip. We're going to have mm. a few more, hopefully, like practical ones later on as well. Um, first, though, regular listeners will remember that last week you, Gerard, visited Sants Market to find mm-hmm. out all about traditional Catalan food. Do listen back to that if you missed it. Uh, well, while he was there, Gerard also took the opportunity to ask vendors in the market about the effects rising prices are having. Chicken is very expensive, Nuria Solanas from Nuria Poultry says. Before the pandemic, a kilogram of chicken was around 5 euros, but now it's 6 euros and 15 cents. It has increased a lot. And rabbit used to cost 9 euros, and now it's 10 euros and 70 cents. One of our staple vegetables, beans, has shot up in price, Alfonso Cano from Julia's Green Grocer explains. But now it's actually going down a bit. Everything has seen a rise, even local products, which he believes have experienced a higher surge compared to the produce coming from abroad. 
Customers are already getting ready for Christmas, Alicia from Massive Fishmonger says to me. It's very typical to eat prawns during the festive period. When there are discounts, people buy them and freeze them. But offers aside, people buy less because everything is very expensive, Francesc, who owns a butchery at the market, tells me. But obviously, they buy because they have to eat, but they tend to buy less quantity or check the prices a little bit more, he says. Something Raúl, who sells olives and canned food, agrees with. People check prices a little bit more than they used to. They eat and buy, but probably not as much as before. Thanks very much to everyone at Sants Market. I mean, have the two of you noticed it when you're doing your shopping? Have prices gone up? Yeah, it's definitely yeah. more expensive to do mm-hmm. grocery shopping. In fact, one of the first things I noticed when, like, it's because I have a friend that works for a yogurt company, and he told me, oh, yeah, we increased the prices of yogurts to €1.25. And every time now I go to the market, I, like, stare at the yogurt's price to see if it changes. <laughs> and it was one thirty nine recently. It's going up. It's yeah. going up. It's going up. need to get on time. Yeah, I know. No, I've definitely started to, like, pay more attention. I mean, we, we said at the start that cereal had gone up, I think, 22 percent and i noticed like at our little corner shop it's about twice the prices you know if you go to one of the bigger supermarkets in town what about you christina i've definitely noticed it i mean especially with food but also with other things like i live in an old apartment that um we have to buy butane gas cylinders for our water heating and for the oven and when i moved in in april 2021 a cylinder cost 18 euros and now it's over 23 euros yeah that's a big big difference yeah, yeah. yeah yeah Well, speaking of butane, Christina, actually, if you look at the the stats, if you, the breakdown, we've said food has gone up. And the other big kind of category that's really gone up is fuel, you know, electricity, gas and other fuels in Catalonia have gone up 29% uh, this September compared to last September. No, but that's actually a bit less than in some other European countries. Yeah, because here in Spain and Portugal, we have the Virgin exception, which was a deal between the Spanish, Portuguese and the EU Commission authorities. Because Spain and Portugal are not as interconnected to the rest of Europe as other countries. Yeah, I mean, in fact, um, a smaller share of energy products from here comes from Russia. Though a lot more comes from Northern Africa than in other parts of Europe, which is why they were able to negotiate this Iberian exception. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what, what, what did they negotiate? So they reached an agreement to limit the gas prices to 40 euros megawatt hour for the first six months. And then for the next six other months to increase the price by five euros per month. So and like this started back in, in July. July. So okay. yeah, and that would like set the maximum to 70 euros mag- uh, megawatt hour. No, and of course, um, even though we're talking about gas here, this will limit the price of electricity because you need gas to make electricity. Okay, and uh, the Spanish government also has reduced VAT on electricity bills. Right, no, it actually started doing that last year. So last June, it went down from 21% to 10%, and then this June, it's gone down to 5%. Okay, and that's part of uh, a whole range of measures that the Spanish government has brought in to kind of keep a lid on inflation and energy prices. Yeah, no, definitely. Been a, there's been a slate of measures. Uh, last summer, we saw the cap on, you know, ACs. They can be at a 27-degree minimum and heating at a 19-degree maximum. This was quite a, there was quite a funny press conference. Right, when right. This was you guys might remember um, Spanish PM Sanchez coming in without a tie and advising men not to wear ties in order to stay cool over yeah, the summer. Uh, that made headlines. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's also, Gerard, a new tax on big energy companies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Spanish government 
expects to earn 2 billion euros because they are taxing 1.2% on the income of these big energy companies. So they, they don't get that profit that they're like seeing, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And another thing is like the one that people have like most directly seen probably, at least for me, like the 20 cent off per liter of fuel. That at was the like a huge pump. difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. gas station. Gas station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And there was more measures announced just in mid-October, Christina? Yeah, so most recently, the Spanish PM announced a 3 billion euro aid package to lower electricity bills for an estimated 40% of households. This is also supposed to benefit especially um, people with central heating because they, they made a new regulated fare for community gas boilers. According to Sanchez, 1.7 million households will save money and this is going to be enforced until the end of 2023. Okay, so food and energy is where we're seeing the biggest price increases. I'm sure everyone's noticed it. But... Some prices have come down. According to the latest statistics, the price of urban public transport, for example, has come down 16.5%. So, um, yeah, transport prices fallen. Yeah, it, it's quite significant. And obviously, this is directly related to the government intervention in these prices. They would subsidize tickets. Um, metro tickets in Barcelona and elsewhere are down 30% um, if you get a 10-journey pass, but it's 50% if you get a quarterly or a monthly pass. Yeah, really significant savings. Right, right. So mm -hmm. here, you know, now a 10-journey pass is around 7-something. And it used to be 11 euros, so yeah. that's yeah, like over... a huge difference. And also the commuter trains as well, the Rodalias, for example. Yeah. Yeah, they are free. Really? Like this <laughs> yeah, the Spanish free? government is subsidizing uh, Rodalias 100%, only if you're a frequent user. Okay, so how's it, any strings attached or how does it work? Well, kind of. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do need to pay a 10 to 20 euro deposit up front, but if you use your pass 16 times, you're going to get that money back. Mm -hmm. So if you, yeah. yeah, so it's for people that are, yeah, if you're, de like, say yeah. you're using a commute work every day, yeah, absolutely. I, I use it to yeah. come to the newsroom and it's, it's yeah, no, no, I mean, when the trains are on time, but that's a different issue. Until, Dece <laughs> until December, it's going to be very convenient for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see, if it's free, can you complain if they're not on time? Maybe that's part uh, of the thing. It's kind of frustrating when you, <laughs> you have to get to an interview. <laughs> Okay, so those kind of discounts is part of the reason why inflation in Catalonia and indeed Spain has started to come down, uh, something which can't be said for other major European economies such as Germany and Italy. Across the Eurozone, it's quite... It's quite, um, it's quite uh, Hi, yeah, it's 10.7 on average across the Eurozone. And obviously we've seen like Spain's inflation is going down. But for example, July, France... Said, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's the only major economy where mm -hmm. inflation is going down. Mm -hmm. But in France, it's like the trend is like going up compared even though it's below yeah. spain mm -hmm. but. it's below but it's going up and i mean if you look at some of the smaller countries christina you were saying that in the, right, the in baltics, the baltics it's, it's like over 20 percent inflation yeah i suppose very much they're affected by the russian gas cuts and stuff you would imagine mm -hmm. um i suppose that brings us on to like why are we seeing such high inflation at the minute one of them is the war in ukraine but mm -hmm. also after two years and mm -hmm. whatever and counting of the pandemic uh, there was all this pent-up demand which pushed mm -hmm. prices up yeah and we also saw the supply chain issues after the pandemic minimum wage increased now it's like 1000 euros yeah per month here in spain it which is also like very important for agricultural sector and the tourism industry and it increased by 35 percent in the last three years so like a huge step up and one of the other things that is pushing inflation is in the cost of co2 emissions so that's not directly affecting you and i well not directly, but it's more for businesses generating energy. So obviously the emissions that they release to the atmosphere, they have to pay that and the taxes have increased by like 
more than double. Back in 2020, it was 25 euros per ton. Now it can be uh, over like 90 euros per ton. Okay, well, earlier we talked already about um, some government measures being put in place. Obviously, financial institutions have also acted to try and bring inflation under control. The European Central Bank raised interest rates uh, to fight the historic raise in inflation in October after eight years of negative rates. Generally, when inflation rises, central banks will intervene, raise interest rates. That means it becomes more expensive to borrow. The idea is we save more, we spend less, and prices rise more slowly, uh, causing inflation to fall. That's the theory. One of the main groups affected by this are, of course, homeowners, those with variable rate mortgages. Uh, Here in Catalonia, they're mainly based on the Euribor rate, and that's been at historic lows for, uh, you know, a 10-year period. It's kind of hovered around 0%. And now in October, the latest figures, it rose to 2.6%, the highest level since 2009. Um, and that's, it just broke the 2% barrier in September. And it's going to, well, you know, it looks like it's going to break the 3% barrier by the end of the year. So what does that mean for homeowners? Well, the average variable rate mortgage payment went up by 200 euros in October so that's a that was a that's a 25 year mortgage of 138,000 euro that's homeowners we're also seeing increases for rents as well no they, they've gone up quite a bit you know in Catalonia in the second quarter of 2022 they went up by 6.6 percent so that's lower than inflation but in Barcelona then the Catalan capital they went up by 10.3 percent we should also keep in mind that this comes after Spain's constitutional court struck down the Catalan rent cap law, which prohibited uh, property owners mm-hmm. from, you know, hiking prices um, as much as they had been doing before. There is, however, a 2% uh, rent cap. I mean, I guess if you, you could call it a rent cap, but for a contract renewal. So, you know, when you come to the end of your three, four, five-year contract, um, Generally, your agency or the property owner will increase rent according to inflation, but because inflation is so high, mm. now they can only raise it by 2%. Okay, until the end of the year, if at you're least. Renewing your rent, definitely. Okay, well, with all these price increases, uh, obviously everyone's kind of wondering, you know, keeping an eye on the pennies and uh, or the cents here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, trying to save a bit of money and and uh, we thought it'd be a good idea to get some tips from the professionals, Christina. Yeah, I, I spoke with Esther Lorente. She's the head of the OCU Consumers Organization here in Catalonia, um, just to get a sense of what we can be doing to bring costs down. Okay, let's take a listen. The OCU Consumer Organization's annual report on supermarkets across Spain reveals some astonishing findings. Esther Lorente, the head of the group in Catalonia, tells me of a staggering 15 to 16 percent year-on-year increase in prices, which might not even be entirely accurate anymore. Published in September, the report uses figures from May to compare over 2,000 products from over 65 cities in Spain. They've likely gotten more expensive over the past five months. While some products have become even more expensive than others, sunflower oil is up 118%. Almost all, 95% to be exact, are pricier than before. 
There's more bad news for listeners here in Catalonia. Catalonia is where costs have gone up the most, and supermarkets in Barcelona and Girona are among the most expensive in Spain. But, Lorente tells me, there are some things we can do to cut down on food expenses. In Catalonia, the cheapest supermarket is Al Campo, she says, followed by Consum, Mercadona and Capravo. And even though supermarkets like Mercadona or Dia have brought up prices more than other stores, they're still not the most expensive. It might sound too obvious, but beyond this, it's also a good idea to make a list of what you need before you go to the store. Lorente laughs as she tells me this. How many times have you bought something only to realize you already have it? Oh, and try not to go food shopping when you're hungry either. That never helps. Bigger stores you can find all over Spain, like Mercadona or Dia, are good for white-label products. Head to smaller supermarkets for specific brands. And avoid online shopping if you want to save money, she says. These days, people aren't only worried about food costs. Utilities are a huge concern, too. So I asked Lorente what we can do to try to keep these down. When it comes to electricity, she says, we should first and foremost find out what kind of contract we have. There are two kinds in Spain, the counterintuitively named regulated PVPC market, where costs fluctuate based on daily and hourly energy costs, or the free market, where rates are set by the company and are stated in your contract. One isn't necessarily better than the other, but it's important to keep in mind that government grants for at-risk households are only available for those with contracts in the regulated market. And people should also know how much power they have contracted by looking at the graphs on their bill. They might not actually need as much as they're paying for. Price comparison tools can also be a good way to see if you can get a better deal with a different utility company. As for gas, Lorente explains that prices have gone up so much in the free market that it can no longer compete with the regulated market. She says people should check their gas bills. If they have a good deal that will last until 2023, they shouldn't switch rates. But if they don't, the best by far, according to her, is the Tarifa Tultim Recurs, or the TUR rate, which is only provided by four companies. Comercializadora Regulada, Energía 21, Cur Energía, and Baser. But be warned, switching over might not be as easy as one would think. As more and more people are catching on to this and calling to change their contracts, more and more people are also complaining about being put on hold, sometimes for over an hour with no luck. Thanks to Esther Lorente. Lots of good tips there. Uh, Gerard, uh, small businesses are also being affected, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, because obviously we've seen prices of energy being on all-time highs. Now they just dropped slightly, but still like very high for like a lot of these companies, and especially family-owned companies, hmm. which we have here a lot in Catalonia. Hmm. And the cost of production is still affecting their business to, and days day to day. And recently, last week, I went to a protest here in Barcelona because the Barcelona Commerce Association, which represents over 25,000 stores here in, in the Catalan capital, 
organized a protest where shops were switching off their lights for 15 minutes at midday. Okay. So to protest against the energy prices. Bills? Yeah, exactly, yeah. the energy yeah. bills. And they wanted to ask the Catalan and the Spanish government to implement new measures to tackle inflation. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, a business owner told us that while COVID was not the end of their business, inflation might be. Time now for our Catalan phrase. You've got one this week, Christina? Right, I do. Are you going to tell us what it is? <laughs> Tirat de preu. Tirat de preu is roll or pull. Right, it means, it means something is cheap, which is kind of the opposite of the issue we're having now. But yes, tirat de preu. So now we're looking for stuff that is tirat de preu, no? Yes. Okay, tirat de preu. And that's all we've got time for today. Thanks very much for listening. Do subscribe to Film the Sync wherever you get your podcasts, if you haven't already. Thanks again to Esther Lorente and to all those market vendors at Sans Market for chatting to us. Thanks very much, Gerard and Christina. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, it was great to have you back. We'll be back again next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sync. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adios. Thank you.